Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Smackdown preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley boys, Michael Hamlet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Raw, the show formerly known as NXT. But AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, AW's premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. A little quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to SmackDown tonight over, I don't know what it is, Google Meets. Yeah. Uh, and it's like the good old days, this. Well, it's like the old days. I, uh, I, I don't want to sort of be the harbinger of bad news but in 2023 this may be a more common occurrence we do these smackdown ones like this um support all striking workers yeah obviously but there's rail strikes today i mean multiple other travel issues in the uk uh and it's really expensive to travel all the time crazy expensive cost of living crisis is real um so this i would never ever subject our listeners to one of the dreadful things we used to have to do sometimes in the darkest period of the pandemic not which actually the darkest was 2020 but that period where everything returned to normal but then every now and then one of us would have to be off to isolate and it'd be two round a laptop to one on the other <laughs> side of it never ever again but as smackdown is just the two of us um i figure we can kind of just about get away yeah. with it in this regard what i might do i might put uh, like put the thumb on our bosses a little bit i might pressure the bosses to get me like a fancy dan microphone yeah to make the sound quality a little bit better because on your sofa like melts and hold it yeah i could i could be exactly be that guy and not least because like you know you might have to fill in one of them forms where you say like well work justification and i could use sound lag when we're doing the oh sound off 2.0 because (laughs) i can never tell for sure if we're kind of synced up or not and i think from a listener experience point of view they need that as much as anything more than the insight if anything more than the analysis uh, and tell you what I need right now, and amongst all this uh, news about Vince McMahon potentially returning to sell WWE, mm-hmm. um, but I'll get your thoughts on that in a second. Just a quick reminder that myself, Murray and Sidgwick are going to be sitting down to do a roundtable about that a little bit later on today. That will be out 
Saturday lunchtime UK time, so you can get our full thoughts on it. But very quickly, have your reaction to this news last night. Oh, I mean, shocked, obviously, flabbergasted. But it's always the same, isn't it, with Vince McMahon? You're shocked initially, and then you're not shocked at all as soon mm. as you read into the, get into the guts of the story and really swim around in the... It's just more from him. Like, it's as soon as... There was a story, wasn't there, late last year that broke um, where he said that he, he felt he'd taken bad advice to step mm. down. Something like this felt inevitable. And obviously, we're not learned in the ways of business and shareholders and exactly how you... How the processes and such things works but thanks to the wall street journal for kind of breaking it down and making it clear to all of us and various other people that have analyzed it as well to try and understand exactly what he's trying to do and um like muscle out people he don't like he doesn't like in order to muscle people back in and then have something like the tv rights fee hanging over the company's head it's really calculated mm. and it's really it's devious and calculated and cruel in a way that was described to us when people were talking about all the things he was paying people to not talk about all those years. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a measure of the man, yet again. Um, and I just, I don't know, was this something that he didn't want to bring up over Christmas, do you think? I don't like, know. Was this discussed over the table? Was it, in fact, you know, like every now and then, like we joke, it's, it's lovely to be off with family and stuff, but, and I feel like parents listening to me will be able to relate to this. Christmas can be quite tiring when you've got young children especially. And you come back into work with kind of a renewed vigour to see your colleagues and just do your day's work for a bit and maybe just take a little bit of a, a bit of a break from your, your loved ones. <laughs> Did Vince have the type of Christmas where he's gone back into work and thought, hang on, I haven't got any work to go back into, but carrying that same resentment and thought, right, you can have some of this. Paul, Stephanie. It's just so depressing and... Yeah, the fact that he's holding WWE ransom with his 80% majority thing mm. is just astonishing. And yet, simultaneously, not a surprise whatsoever. And 2023 is going for it against 2022. It's a hell of a it's a hell of a challenge. But uh what did you think of it? Start of the year for 2023 being even crazier. What was your initial take on it straight away when you saw we haven't had a chance to have our usual over the desks patter about all this? It's, uh, I think just a bit like you, shock and then immediate. No, that makes complete sense considering I know who this <laughs> is. So, and then just fascination at, like you say, the Wall Street Journal and there. That well, I, I think I went from I don't know, you know, it's not quite the stages of grief, but I went from shock to to acceptance to. Now wait a second, how can he even possibly <laughs> do this? To oh, cool. That's how. And they sort of are over a barrel with regarding making a decision about him coming back. It's just, yes, uh, I will wait and see. But uh, if, nothing else, if nothing else, if we get a brand new studio photo of George Barrios for the WB corporate website, no bad thing. Because yes. that man that has a face that you just kind of like. You want to stare at it like it stares at you, whether you want it to look at you or not. So you might as well spend some time with that strange, strange face. Uh, well, let's take our mind off with a show that did a monster rating last yeah. week uh, with a certain John Cena being on there. Um, I had a whale. It was the only wrestling I watched over Christmas watching that December 30th Smackdown. I had a way of a time with that show. Very eventful show. The fallout from it tonight. Um 
Not anticipating Roman Reigns to show up, but a big night from the bloodline nonetheless. All the fallout from Sami Zayn getting pinned, of course, mm -hmm. in the main event last week. And the Usos now having the threat of Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, who they got out of fighting before, coming for their tag titles. Could they be dethroned tonight, Michael Hamplett? No, I don't think I so. Don't know. <laughs> um, it's a, it shouldn't like it shouldn't really impact the quality of this specific match. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus versus the Usos was something that I think most people were into uh, as a match itself without really having too much nervousness over the results. Um, where are we at, I suppose, with the Usos at the moment? They are invading Raw on the reg, mm -hmm. kind of like protect the sanctity of the bloodline after a high-profile defeat last week. So I think the Usos getting a win is interesting because the bloodline has just taken its first big L in quite a while. So mm -hmm. Jimmy and Jay... If you recall, a few weeks ago, they were this close to getting acknowledged by oh. their tribal chief before it just couldn't happen. So maybe a win here, maybe from a booking point of view, this has been quite nicely tactically placed to up the stocks of the Usos right as Sammy's starts to tumble. Solo Sokoa is not losing anytime soon. And in fact, looked absolutely incredible on Raw, kicking Elias's ass. So perhaps with a win for the Usos here against pretty strong competition in Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, when Roman does return, whether that be next week or certainly in the build to the Royal Rumble, it will start to look. For a while last year, like, you know, Zayn had good reason to be at Roman's right-hand side. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, the Usos have got the wins to back it up. Solo's got the fact that he's just hard as nails to back it up. Could it be that Sami Zayn's stock in the bloodline will just start to look lower and lower and lower to the point where he gets desperate in his attempts to stay in and that's when things really start to crumble? You sense that's the direction they're going to be going in. I would expect, yes, obvious interference from the rest of the bloodline. Solo Sokoa, maybe you have Solo Sokoa try and get involved. Owens gets involved to make sure he's not a part of it because obviously you want Owens in and around that conversation. So mm -hmm. he's justified when he hopefully challenges for the title at the Rumble, for example. And then I can easily see in this match a, let's say, miscommunication again and a great near fall where you think, Oh, Sami Zayn's cost the Usos those tag titles. Yeah. Um, but despite how incredible Drew McIntyre and Shames look, and I love them as a team, it's not their time, is it? It's not. It's not. Um, Sheamus has been trying to, uh, he's used his social medias to try and manifest a Intercontinental title rematch against Gunther. It's the one belt he says he wants to win, but he's not. <laughs> you know, I appreciate, obviously, he's probably playing the long game with that, but it's not like he's... Um, spending all of his time on Twitter trying to get the tag belts with Drew McIntyre. Hmm. It's never it's never been a concern until it suddenly randomly was. So, like I say, the match quality shouldn't be impacted by that, but I just don't think that they've maybe... And to be fair, I don't think even creatively they've chased the suspense of a title change here. Hmm. I think it's one of their matches, not to marginalise Drew and Sheamus, but it's about one of their matches yet again where you're kind of watching the actions of the bloodline and you're watching the, the little interactions and the little interpersonal relationships and which ones are thriving and which ones are dying. Hmm. It's just nice this week to get a match with a tag team and two people thrown together, you know, former world champions who, you know, we haven't really had that in the last few days, have we? Have just no. chuck some no. people who are quite popular in the team together and the internet will rejoice. Yeah, you have a week um, where two champions uh, come together. They like all people can really talk about when you see them on screen is their legendary matches. The legend of you see him next to each other. It's like I can't commute, I can't compete with your tag team partners because all I can think about is your incredible 
singles matches, legendary, like mm. industry-defining singles matches. And like we all remember where we were the first time that Drew McIntyre and Sheamus fought in the Thunderdome. So it's just good to have this take place here. Like WWE, the originators of pro wrestling entertainment yet again. Yeah. You weren't referencing anything else. I think so. It's good. I'm in a different. I'm recording this in the gaming studio, so I don't think Sid can hear us. And <laughs> but I sense his Omega Ocardis senses are tingling. Yeah, man. If he could hear it, if he could hear you on the off chance, let's see if he can hear me through the speaker. I loved Kenny Omega team with Kazuchika Okada, and I wish he'd not team with his stupid mates, the Elite, in a crap division that means nothing in AEW because I've had a week of Kenny Omega back in New Japan, and I remember what it is to see him as a star. Did he hear that? I'm sure he'll get back to him. <laughs> Don't grasp me up, anybody that listens. He knows we've had this crack already. Yeah. It's uh, you mentioned... It's the elite more than ever, if anything. <laughs> you mentioned Gunther there. It looks like Braun Strowman's next for him. What do you make of all this? Uh, we, we've both been pretty positive on this, haven't we? I like this, I like this story. I, like, Don't get me wrong, they will play with um, the nervousness of Gunther losing, but I think that's nothing to do with the story. I think the story's been pretty well told. I think... Um, Gunther initially going for Braun and suddenly thinking, oh my God, my chops don't work. This is unexpected. I don't know what to do. I'm panicking. That that infamous running away week really rattled people. Um, but I think they did a nice job of threading Ricochet into the story through the World Cup, making this tag team out of Ricochet and Braun Strowman as the big guy, little guy. Uh, Ricochet doing a bloody doctor's operation on Shibata to Gunther's head with that chair by accident last week. Um like that's added a bit of extra sort of spice and juice to it, if you pardon the pun. And I do expect Gunther to win. The one worry about this um, is something that has come as a result of how successful the Gunther push has been. So I don't know who really like where to lay this blame. Gunther versus Braun Strowman for the Intercontinental title, based off the back of this story, whenever it takes place, next week on television, the Rumble, whatever, you would expect Gunther to retain, right? Yeah. However, conversation has been percolating percolating about Brock Lesnar and Gunther at WrestleMania. And understandably, there will be some that assume that, well, Brock wouldn't want to lower himself to fight for the Intercontinental title. Me personally, I argue that that's the very point of booking that match. Yeah. That Gunther has elevated the belt to such an extent that Brock wants the champion because he wants to show that he's better than him. He wants to end yet another streak. He wants to just be like, right, well, if that title means everything now, I guess I want that title. I would love that belt to make it. But I do understand where people are coming from. And I think that's where the nervousness around the result will be. Does it become about getting the belt off Gunther so we can fail upwards to Brock Lesnar? I hope not. I hope, yeah, this is a real statement victory eventually when it happens. I'd have it at the Royal Rumble. I know, you know, TV rights, fees, etc., etc. You want to put big title matches on TV, and I understand that. I just feel like, especially for this match, hmm. you know, less so for a Gunther versus Ricochet, despite how sensational that was. Um, Gunther versus Braun Strowman is useful in a way Let's so for Gunther, because I always believe people who've got mid-card titles don't need to, shouldn't be in the Rumble, because it just, what are we doing here, guys? Yeah. And, you know, it just makes them think, I've got this, but it's a load of crap, because I actually want that. Or yeah. And then when they get chucked out, they look weaker, etc. And it, you shouldn't need to utilise the Rumble to set up storylines for people who've already got titles. But, um, yeah, in particular, you don't want Gunther or Braun Strowman being in the Rumble, because it means they're going to have to be chucked out of the Rumble, Unless it's Dominic Mysterio doing that, I don't want to know about <laughs> it. So, uh, I think, yeah, in, in the coming weeks, I'd have... I'd just do the really obvious Braun Strowman runs through the rest of Imperium, as much as I love Giovanni Vinci in particular. Um, but Ludwig Kaiser has been a revelation, I think, since he arrived mm -hmm. on the main roster. 
Um, but yeah, do the gimmick. Uh, fight Braun Strowman, lose to Braun Strowman, shot by Gunther as a punishment because I quite enjoyed that little brief thing that he did, even though it was a weird tangent. If and, uh, if and when Gunther does beat Braun, and ideally it's with a chop because Gunther's got like six different ways to beat somebody now, hasn't he? So like, let's say one last chop is what finally fells the tree. Can Gunther get his own get these hands t-shirt with just chopping hands on it instead? Just rework the, the they've probably got some Jack Swagger ones left over. That's basically <laughs> warehouse full of those ones with the hands. <laughs> we the... Yeah, do you think we can sell these as Andre ones? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Chop the people, just put a bit of, like they did with the great American match. Just put a sticker over it, it'd be fine. Yeah. Somebody's, somebody's job right now is just to iron off the letters, Jack Swagger. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Uh, right. A very eventful uh, SmackDown last week, as I said, in particular with regards to the SmackDown Women's Championship. Two matches mm. on last week's show. Ronda Rousey successfully defending uh, against Raquel Rodriguez. And then the return of Charlotte Flair, who came back. Ronda immediately said, let's have a medical fight then. And very swiftly proceeded to lose the SmackDown Women's Championship to Charlotte Flair in the most Charlotte Flair return possible. Uh, but I'm, I will say I'm glad to have her back, and I'm kind of glad to have the title off Ronda Rousey, if I'm perfectly honest. What's next for these two? Uh, I mean, a rematch, I would think. Um, a Royal Rumble rematch, I would imagine, for a bailed. Look, we haven't really talked about this, have we? No. Uh, we didn't review this show. I get, right, I get why this happened. I get that they knew there was going to be a big audience, um, for John Cena, they also wanted to capitalise on the audience with a moment outside of that and something that people would be talking about and maybe a plot development that people would want to come back and view next week. And that's mm -hmm. what this definitely was. All yeah, of yeah, yeah. 
it was all of that. But it's a bit like when we were talking about the AW set earlier this week. How much as a fan am I supposed to care about the strategic business practices of a company versus the actual television show? From a creative point of view, this was absolutely horrible. This was horrible television, right? For a number of reasons. Number one, Ronda Rousey has been playing this heel character uh, who, at this point, doesn't really want to fight that much. Mm. Like her and Shayna Baszler have been running roughshod, trying to like injure Raquel Rodriguez. The whole story was that she didn't really want Raquel Rodriguez at 100% because she yeah. was worried she was going to lose to her, right? However, we get to that match. And just by the way, because it's already been forgotten, I don't know about you, I thought that match kicked ass. Yeah, like, it's one of, the, one of the best ones I've seen Ronda without Charlotte Flair being involved in it. Totally agree. One of the like one of Ronda's best matches this year. And furthermore, because they were trying to get over Raquel, they were just trying to do way too many things there. They were trying to get Raquel Rodriguez over at the same time as somebody that had like loads of heart despite being injured. Mm -hmm. So the whole thing went like 16 minutes. Now, if it had gone two because they'd done the damage and Ronda just targeted the arm and broke it straight away, and Ronda was a, a heel and a real nasty piece of work with it, and she'd worked two minutes and she'd not even broken a sweat. What? Then Charlotte coming out as a returning hero and saying, nah, that's it's not gonna go down like that. Like I've witnessed what you've been doing. Like, let's have a let's have a bare knuckle fight tonight. Mm. And some and Rhonda's so cocky and confident, she's like, You can't take me. Like, especially not while I'm fresh. But Rhonda kind of looked like she had a lot of guts to yeah. that. Charlotte kind of came across like a like stop me if I'm uh, talking, taking crazy pills here. Charlotte kind of came across like a bit of a dick, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. And then they still tried to present her as a baby face because number one, she'd stop Ronda, and number two, they sent her out into the crowd to do like the DDP celebration. Yeah, I did it, guys. I did it. I just saw like what a mess of a presentation this was, even though I got the sort of mechanical reasons why mm. you would do it. And to get back to the mechanical reasons, I think that uh, train is rolling onto the Royal Rumble for a rematch. I, I, I can't see anything other than that. I don't think Ronda wins, I think Ronda loses and then goes back into the Rumble match later on. So I think that's kind of what the deeds had a bit of spice to that show. But aye, strange, strange stuff. Um, Charlotte having a bet, I will say, Charlotte having a bet around WrestleMania season was unexpected, I think. It wasn't mm -hmm. something anybody's had in our bingo cards. So it throws up a little bit of intrigue with the what we thought about the title programme because Rhea and Bianca feels like a direction you have to go in. Yeah. But then there was stories over Christmas that the Judgment Day were possibly going to be getting switched to SmackDown. So does that mean you do Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair instead? Okay. Which is stressful. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's it's certainly thrown a lot of what we thought was like sure things in the women's division into the mixer again. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, I I genuinely wouldn't be surprised now if some future me came back from April and said Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler at best are fighting in a women's tag title match at WrestleMania. I think so. I mean, there was, I saw a story. Um, in, did you catch that the, again, this is like kind of Christmas stuff. So it's a bit of a gray area of things we discussed on pods and the like. Did you catch the story that Becky Lynch and Ronda was as good as off? Yes. With the singles match. And there was follow-up stuff from various kind of like dark Twitter rumors that this was very much Becky Lynch feeling like the time was no longer right. Hard to disagree. I love the bit where they went, yeah, we probably should have done it at WrestleMania 35. Yeah. Like hard to, hard to disagree with, and I kind of admire Becky Lynch for like respecting her own star power enough to know uh, I don't think this is the one anymore. No. Like I think we were certainly still on the on the hook for it, but it did feel like you were kind of just trying to. I just want the match done. Yeah, I wanted the match to happen more than I think it was really worthy of it. Um, so yeah, it's the WrestleMania has become much harder to call. I'll say that much. Indeed.
Um, and the road to WrestleMania, of course, begins at the Royal Rumble. And there is a Royal Rumble qualifier tonight. Uh, high flyer Ricochet versus, well, the antithesis of that, Top Dollar. <laughs> I mean, what what you do with this? So you like, have, have Ricochet win and put him in the Royal Rumble. That's what I do. I think I think you're right, but I worry that might not be you might not be getting what you want here. Um, it was so strange last week that segment in which the whole locker room ganged up on Top Dollar with really awful puns like elbowed each other, chivied each other on to do one more. It was about six on one. Everybody yeah. grieving Top Dollar. Top Dollar's like, all right, shut up. And then that's framed with some sort of like heel turn from Top Dollar. Like, ooh, ooh, ooh fancy Dan. Like, just hideous, like, WWE optics, like how those locker rooms work. Um, he's going to he's gonna do it again. He's, 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 he's goofy in the main man. Oh, we do it again. Like, we're getting... He's going to do that flip tonight onto Ricochet, not onto six bodies, right? Oh, God. I want Ricochet to work the rest of this year. He'll be out forever. They're going to do some sort of stuff in the early back and forth, right, where Ricochet just hits him with like a, you know, like a springboard arm drag or something. Like nothing with a lot of impact at the end, but mm. like with a lot of flashiness beforehand, as if to say, look, I can do this stuff in a lockup pretty much. Like you couldn't do this one thing when you built up everything and there were six guys out there. I've got this, this is my world, mate. And then Top Dollar's going to fling him at the outside at one point and then give us that look down the hard camera. And I mean, whatever happens next is in the lap of the gods, isn't it? It's in the hands of fate. Really don't want Top Dollar to win this match. I'm sorry, but it like a, it was a bet. It was a company wide burial of him and the failings of hit rope. Like Wade Barrett's hit rope line <laughs> was better than the ones that, that in the locker room they were scripted to come up with. Like it's just it, they're either like I, I do think they probably will turn hit row heel off the back of this in a Hail Mary to try and get that act over because it has failed. It's badly, badly failed. Um, but I, I do, I kind of think part of that is top dollar winning here. How many baby face tag teams have they actually got on SmackDown now? Uh, well, Ricochet and Braun Strowman would be the newest ones. Right. Uh, Kofi Kofi Kingston, is- according to Wikipedia, is in the men's, he's the only men's Royal Rumble yeah. match so far, but he got blue for he's on NXT. I don't know why that. <laughs> in terms of other babyface teams, you've got Top Heels, the Usos. Yes, they're, they're very popular. Uh, ah, it's not looking so great. The Rumble, um, just, Rick, just have Ricochet do flippy stuff in the Rumble with like at the end of the day, neither of these men are winning it. So, who's going to yeah. provide the most entertainment in the Royal Rumble match? Who can fly around? I just, I uh, just, it's so backwards. It, this, this is what pisses me off in Rumble season. I love the Royal Rumble, obviously. I'm a mark for it, despite how many bad ones we've had over the recent few years. But this is the bit where I'm like, some people can just announce themselves. Some people have qualifiers, and the qualifiers, you go, oh, I quite like that. Oh, cool. So that person, and then they don't qualify, and you go, all oh, right, cool. So they're just not going to be doing out on. That was what I was going to say that might reassure you. It could this whole thing could exist just for nothing more than the ribbit top dollars expense. Let's say Ricochet wins, and then as you pointed out, in the week of the rumble, there's just 12 people that are like, I'm gonna enter. Uh top dollars there backstage looking on, going, hang on a second. <laughs> just looking on as more people jump the queue. Didn't realize you could just say I'm in the rumble, which is yeah. it. Including uh, the Sandy the Adonis. It's like hey, hey, top dollar, I just got my spot. You what? <laughs> um, so who are you picking for this? 
Uh, I'll, I'll go top dollar. Okay, I'll go Ricochet. And because we'll be reviewing this on Monday, should we do a good bruise bet? Oh, yeah. I'm game for that, like. Our friends, for those who don't unaware, we've, we've got rid of pasty bets, at least for the start of 2023, to try and get in a little bit of shape. Um, but instead, our favourite uh, coffee shop in the Gateshead Interchange bus depot station thing. Yeah, good bruise. Guys, good bruise have, have looked after us a lot in 2022. Uh, so the loser of this bet will buy the winner a coffee to power them through the uh, review on for, on Monday. Indeed, yeah. The raw preview can be uh, fueled by Biscoff that he puts into the lattes. <laughs> uh, finally, and I've been looking forward to asking you this question for quite some time now, Michael Hanfoot. Whose side is Uncle Howdy on? He's on the side of the man, man. But I don't know which man that is, man. This was amazing. This was absolutely incredible. I, do you know what I wanted so much from this? Last week, when Uncle Howdy hit the Sister Abigail, I wanted uh, like him to unmask and he to be like just a mate of LA Knights that he'd made dress up as Uncle Howdy. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. That was so, great. See how, like, see how easy it was for me to get my friends dressed up as your circus freak uncle. Yeah. Two things, two things on this before I forget. Number one, uh, Uncle Howdy, we assume at this point, is uh, trying to beat the bad memories back into Bray Wyatt, man. Number two, everything we thought about this match is moot because they've only come up with it because they've got a good deal with Mountain Dew. What do you mean? I, I always love my yearly Mountain Dew pitch black match. <laughs> I love my yearly Mountain Dew in a big gulp cup. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you want to start manifesting more about our mythical WrestleMania trip to LA? Oh, like I'll uh, I'll have a I'll have a full one dollar forty nine. I don't know what it is. Three pint cup. Then <laughs> you pitch black. I'll drink it on camera if it gets me there. I'll fight Uncle Howdy to go. Oh God, yeah, um, yeah. He attacked Bray Wyatt last week. LA Knight has no idea what's going on, but he's got a match at the Rumble. Mm -hmm. uh, and I saw some people doing like. The, the like face merge to be like, Ooh, mm, who could be Uncle Howdy? Oh, maybe it's Bo Dallas. Yeah, it's Bo Dallas. Yeah, the um, the mask has already but the Uncle Howdy visage has already been trivialized because they were using it to spook Alexa Bliss on Raw. So it's just it's, he's a fiend. I know we've been saying this a while now, but it's a fiend. Shop .com, yeah, so, yeah he's, he's a fiend. Um, I like, I, I still like LA Knight in this feud, you know. He kind of, I think this week he comes out and says like, because he called him like, he called a character like Uncle Stupid. I said there was some like daft name that he gave it that really undermined it. And he does it in that like inimitable way. And I almost want him to come out here and just mock. Uh, like, looks at me like you need to be more afraid of Uncle Stupid than I do. And kind of fall back into the trap. You know, like yeah. he's, become, he's become overconfident rather than scared that he falls back into Uncle Howdy's trap as Uncle Howdy tries to, I guess, beat the viciousness out of Bray Wyatt. I what said, about, this is a stupid, stupid story. I, I love it. It's guilty pleasure stuff for me, man. Like, yeah. I didn't put a lot of stock in Bray Wyatt because of I've been burned so many times before. So I'm not like, oh, you're ruining it. You know, like when he like when he lost the title at WrestleMania after yeah. winning it at Elimination Chamber, and you're like, what? And that was another one after like he lost to Cena and but Taker and blah blah blah. Now I'm just like, well, let's just see where this bollocks goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if it's if it, I haven't got the buttons obviously because we're doing this over Google Meets. But if it's not Bo Dallas. What other member of the WWE alumni could it be if they reveal hey! Uncle Howdy? Not going to reveal Uncle Howdy tonight, by the way. It's just a bit of fun. Then we'll then we'll go and have some lunch. Okay. Um, 
I've got the the alumni page open in front of me. In fact, I've got Bo Dallas in right. front of me. Uh, but I'm going to scroll up and down past him, back and forth. You tell me when to stop, and then you pick a number between one and four. And that is our pick for if it's not Bo Dallas, and they are revealing it this week, this is who we think it's going to be. Stop. Oh, <laughs> right. Oh, dear. <laughs> You've got that face on. Uh, three. <laughs> well, off the back of John Cena being on SmackDown last week, it makes a lot of sense. Let's get former stars back in to pop a rating. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'd be into it. He's got the chops for it. He's been debated potentially as being the best ever wrestling to Harley Weird <laughs> crossover. It's Dave Batista, ladies and gentlemen. He's going from Glass Onion to Uncle Howdy. <laughs> Uncle Dave. That's brilliant. I'm pretty sure, yeah, LA Knight called him Uncle Dave. People thought it was an inside reference to Dave Meltzer, but it was, in fact, Dave Batista. Have you seen um, Glass Onion yet, by the way? No, do you know what? I, I was that sort of um, charmed by the trailers that I went to check it out on Netflix, and I realised, you can help me, actually, here. I saw Knives Out next to it. Should I watch Knives Out first, or does it matter? Uh, I'd watch Knives Out first because it's a good uh, way of establishing Benoit Blanc. Uh, but mm-hmm. you don't need to have seen uh, Knives Out to know Daniel Craig is Benoit Blanc, who's uh, snazzy Poirot, basically. Snazzy Poirot, okay. Right, that's it. Because I do fancy watching Glass Onion, but I wasn't sure if it was one of those deals where I had to stick in another two hours or something first. But I'd, I'd watch Knives Out first because I think it's a good, it's a really good establishing film. And for hopefully many more for Benoit Blanc, I love him as a character. And I love the, the I think, Ryan Johnson, was it, who directed this? You're asking the wrong I person. Was. I think they've done a stellar job. Um, See the Star Wars guy? Oh, mate, I don't know. I, I, is that, is that really I know I'm sat in the gaming studio right now. Let me have a look. There he is. What have you done? Uh, yes, Last Jedi. Yay! That's my one film thing for the year. Very good. Known for Brick Looper, Star Wars: The Last Brick. Jedi. I liked Brick. Did you? Yeah. It was like a two thousand five. Yeah, the one with the weird Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah, face Brick. stuff. Mm. What's going on with your face, Joseph? <laughs> anyway, speaking of what's going on with your face, looking forward to seeing more Uncle Harry tonight. There we go. I brought it back. Let's take a thought ahead of SmackDown this evening on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, well, actually, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at Michael Hamlet. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. You can follow us all at What Culture WWE, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from uh, for daily wrestling podcasts. Me and Sid will be here a little bit later on to preview AW Rampage and Battle Built. Then you got Wrestle Culture with the hashtag Bloody Good Quiz coming your way this evening. And uh, as I said, me and Hanford will be back on Monday to review everything that happens on SmackDown tonight. But for now, this has been the SmackDown preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.